0: This is a Saltile Media Original Podcast. Hello! Welcome to the Ireland Podcast. This is Fender Jackson. On the previous episode, I went in search for the ghost of John Prine in Kinvara, County Galway. I had heard that the late multi-Grammy winning musician John Prine had a history with the small fishing village. Through my polite and respectful interrogations... I was able to establish that John's friend, Mr. Paul Mulligan, still lived in Kinvara. Oh boy, it's a big old goofy world. Because I had actually played music with Paul's son, Kane Mulligan. In fact, Kane used to play in a bluegrass band in Galway called the Old Town Rounders. How do I know this? Because also in this band was Mr. Sean Og McKiernan. Sean Oag is my great friend and ex-colleague I was his friend before I was his colleague. In fact I even got him the job though he's still not forgiving me for that. But that's okay. He's from Calvin So Sean Oag contacted Paul Mulligan asking him would he be up for an interview about John Prine Paul phoned me up and said yeah I'm interested. However I think we should wait for a little while a couple of weeks because my friend Jim Rooney's coming into town Who's Jim Rooney? Good question Jim Rooney is a producer and a musician He was also a manager for Nancy Griffith and produced many of her records He produced many of John Prine's records as well as working with Townes Van Sant Iris Dement Hull Ketchum Bonnie Riot Don Everly of the Everly Brothers Sean Keane Charlie Lansborough the Lee Valley String Band Pat McLaughlin Dave Mallet the list goes on and on Tom Paxton Tom Rush and the list continues Ian Tyson Eric Von Schmidt Robin and Linda Williams you know, you get the idea he's done loads and loads of work Alison Krauss, he's worked as an engineer. Yeah, go to JimRooneyProductions.com and have your mind blown. And Paul himself is also a notable musician and producer. He's recorded tracks with Jim Rooney and John Prine. And as well as sharing a stage with those two, he's also performed with the likes of Iris Dement, Declan O'Rourke, Philip Donnelly, Charlie McGettigan, and so on. In fact, he's just finished a tour with Declan as his sound mixer so Jim and Paul came to the studio and made a lovely chat about John Prine and shall we go to that now okay stop band finish this is the Ireland podcast hello who are you and what do you do
1: my name is Paul Mulligan. I'm a musician, uh, sound engineer, um, live in Canvara. and uh, we're here to talk about John Prine.
2: I'm Jim Rooney, and uh, I used to live over here in Ballandirin, and uh, I work with John Prine for almost 40 years, I guess, helping make several records, and uh, we Sat around a table just like this many, many, many nights uh, and strummed our guitars and played songs and talked to each other. And uh, that was kind of, for me, the heart and soul of John Prine kitchen table and uh, singing songs and having some food and whatever and uh, talking. We spent a lot of time doing that. And um, then very so often we go in and record the songs. <laughs> and uh it was if we were in Nashville, he was moved we both moved to Nashville about the same time in the late seventies and and that's kinda of how we spent our days and nights uh sitting around various tables and playing songs and then going and recording them. So it was all pretty effortless. Uh, you know, it wasn't a lot of work uh, doing these, and John was writing a lot of songs at the time, and um, there was no shortage of songs. And uh, I think it was a really good time in his life, and um, just uh, that's what we did. And Jim, how did you first meet John Prine? I met him actually up at a festival in '75 or '6 in there up in Maine i was playing up there and he and steve goodman were on the bill and we wound up in a uh, performer's tent having a couple of beers and um he told me later at the time i had a motor home and i was driving around playing and traveling and whatnot and uh he he later told me that he after he chatted with me for an hour or two uh that he'd gone back and he said to his guitar player, he said, "I think I just met Huck Finn." <laughs> <laughs> I took that as a great compliment, and um, and uh, then I never saw him until uh, seventy eight. Uh, he had moved to Nashville. or was coming to Nashville to work with Jack Clement, Cowboy Jack Clement, making uh, was trying to make a record, and um, I was. Had, gotten in with Jack Clement as much well so that's when I really started spending time with John uh, over the next year or two and then uh, in a, about 1981 or say 80 or so his he had a major record label deal and that ended and Steve Goodman decided to start his own record company called red pajamas because Steve had leukemia and he knew he didn't have all the time in the world to wait for another big record deal to come along he just wanted to get his songs out and after a little while john uh we were driving along one day he says i think i'm gonna start my own record company too i said really i said what are you gonna call it he said oh boy i said no what are you what are you gonna call it (laughs) that's what he was gonna call it oh boy and uh and and uh and then we had been by this point I I was working at Jack Clement's studio and he Jack had gotten me into learning how to run the board and everything, engineering and and um and I was just helping John make his demos of his songs that he was writing and we were piling up tapes and uh so we had a bunch of stuff already recorded, uh, but not finished, you know. So he asked me if I could help him make get this stuff together, and 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 we did that, and uh, that was, became the first album, the very first thing we recorded. Though for Oh Boy was um, uh, uh, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. He, the very first record on Oh Boy, he wanted to be a Christmas single.
3: Ah. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus Underneath the mistletoe last night Well, she didn't see me creep Down the stairs to have a peek. She thought that I was tucked up In my bedroom fast asleep Then I saw mommy tickle Santa Claus Underneath his beard so snowy white. What a laugh there would have been if daddy had walked in and saw mommy kissing Santa Claus last night. Where well, she didn't see me creep downstairs to have a peek. We she thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. But I know I saw Mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard so snowy white.
4: Oh,
3: what a laughing would have been if Daddy had walked in. It's all mommy, kissing Santa Claus last night. It's all mommy, kissing,
5: Santa Claus last night. One more time. It's all mama, kissing, Santa Claus last night.
2: On the lips. He loved Christmas. John just yeah. had the Christmas lights up all year round. <laughs> all year round and uh... and so we did that in july <laughs> that's when a, you make christmas records so they can come out in the winter and the um, the backside was silver bells city
3: sidewalks busy sidewalks dressed in holiday style in the air there's a feeling of christmas children are laughing People passing Reading smile after smile And on every street corner You hear Silver bells Silver bells It's Christmas time In the city Ring of lamp Hear them right, Soon it will be Christmas Day Strings of street lights Even stop lights Blink a bright red and green As the shoppers rush home With their treasures Hear the snow crunch See the kids bunch It's Santa's big day And above all, what's who you hate? Silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas
4: time in the city.
3: Silver Bells, Silver Bells It's Christmas time in the city A ring or a hear them rain Soon
4: it will be Christmas Day Soon it will be Christmas Day
3: It will be Christmas Day
2: Oh Boy 001 and a little red vinyl single. And I'll give you a little... Maybe it's not a scoop. I don't think it's a scoop, but they have just come up with this little thing. John had a jukebox in his house and they've come up... Oh Boy Records has a... Looks like a jukebox and they put out all the singles. All the singles that Oh Boy put out are in that and they just started they're selling this now. Yeah. And, uh, There's a
1: story behind that jukebox too. Yeah. It was uh Steve Goodman gave it to John because they they had co-written um that song um uh Remember that song they co-wrote together that John didn't want to take ownership of, and he said, "You can, you can keep it." A, it like they were, they, they tried to write a really bad country song. Oh, that one, yeah. And the, it became a hit. It
2: became a hit. Yeah. What was it called again? Uh, 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 don't ask me. Don't ask me what it's called. <laughs> 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 it's so good we forgot the title. It, was it? Yeah. Th-
1: is it? Was it? They ought, they ought to name a drink after you. Yeah, uh, they
2: only. Uh, yeah, gee I'm so close to it if, if, if we don't if we talk about something else for a while it will come to we well, can dump yeah. it in later don't, don't but the even song became a hit call anyway, me by so my name that's the, you never
1: even call me by yeah. my name yeah and John thought the song was so David cringy Alan, he didn't want he didn't want a credit David Allen Coe had a big hit on it yeah <clears throat> so then Steve gave Steve gave uh, John, the John the Jukebox
3: which leads me to the song that Stephen I wrote we was, uh, it was, I think maybe the summer in 1971, and we were sharing a hotel room at the Hotel Roosevelt in New York City, and uh, I went out for the evening, and Steve stayed back at the hotel. And I come in pretty late, and there was just one little light on in the corner, and Steve was sitting there writing something on this hotel station here. So I looked over his shoulder, and the, the words were, uh, it was all that I could do to keep from crying, Sometimes it seemed so useless to remain. And uh, I was feeling pretty good, so I jumped up on the bed and acted like I had an imaginary fiddle. And I said, and you don't have to call me darling, darling, but you never even call me by my name. So Steve and I started laughing, and we just decided to have some fun with it, and this is what came out of it. It was all that I could do To keep from crying Sometimes it seems so useless To remain You're the one who always Tried to change me And that is why I'll always stay the same But I'll hang around as long as you will ever No, I never minded standing in the rain And you don't have to call me darling, darling But you never even call me by my name I've seen my name a few times in the phone book, and on the neon sign above the bar that I used to own, there's really only one thing that I'm sure of. I want to hear it when my Savior calls me home. Till I'm gonna hang around As long as you will let me I never minded standing in the rain And you don't have to call me Darling, darling But you never even call me By my name you don't have to call me Waylon James No, you don't have to call me Charlie Pratt. And you don't have to call me Merle Haggard anymore Even though you know you're on my fighting side Now, along about then in the song, it was pretty evident that Steve and I was running out of ideas. So I just left it at that. I thought, well, there's the song. Let's go to bed. And uh, about a month later, Stevie called me up and said, hey, I did it. I said, did what? He said, I finished that song going about darling, darling. And I said, really? I said, what else was there left to write about? He said, oh, we left out uh, lots of things. Christmas, mom, uh, purple pickup trucks, trains, snow, and uh, David Allen Coe. Ever since the dog got drunk and died, and Mama and David Allen Coe went to prison. Things around this farm don't seem the same. And you know when Mom and David broke out last Christmas, they drove the damned old purple pickup into the train. But I'm gonna hang around as long So I never minded standing in the rain And you don't have to call me, darling, darling But you never even call me I wonder why you don't call me No, you never even call me by my name Come on,
0: come on, yeah, Steve Yeah. So it, it said that um Oh boy was the title that, that he chose for the name of the record company because you can say it in a good situation and in a bad situation.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah, he did say that. He said, Well, if if the if the if the label is a failure, I can say, Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a success yeah. I can go. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah uh yeah john he loved phrases you know and mm. uh, just little phrases that everybody says all the time and they wind up in his songs and uh his mother did too they aphorisms and uh, you know happy as a clam or you know mm. or happy crazy as a lark me. or crazy as a loon uh, all these things he, they wind up in his songs and uh People ask, you know people think oh what a strange writer he is and as it turns out it's all stuff that people say all the time <laughs> uh, yeah
1: which which actually helps people to connect with them as well you know? I think so yeah
0: well we'll move on to Paul how you came to meet him but in the meantime why don't we have a song first yeah yeah um, what are you going to play
1: uh, we play souvenirs Um uh, I think I don't think John ever did a show without singing this song and certainly whenever we played in a session informally
2: he always yeah, he had this always, one. He always dedicated it to Steve. Yeah. Goodman.
1: All the snow has turned to water Christmas days have come and gone Broken toys and faded colors Are all that's left to linger on I hate graveyards and old pawn shops For they always bring me tears I can't forgive the way they robbed me Of my childhood souvenirs Memories that can't be bought Can't be won A carnival's for free It took me years To get those souvenirs And I don't know how They slipped away from me and dirty windows make life difficult to see That's why last night and this morning always looked the same to me I hate reading old love letters They always bring me tears Can't forgive the way they robbed me Of my sweetheart's souvenir Took me years to get those souvenirs, and I don't know how they slipped away from, from me. me.
0: in the day for us to be singing <laughs> bravo bravo such a joy to hear this so um paul where did you first meet john um actually i first
1: well I first, my first proper introduction to john was actually through jim um uh, uh jim and and john were over recording um in, was it
2: in spite of ourselves, of yeah, course. According yeah. to Laura Keane uh, at at uh, Pat Neary's studio in Galway here, um, yeah, and, and um, Bridie Hogan through a party. We, yes, we Bridie and Richard Hogan uh, Hackett was very very good friends of John's and became good friends of mine too. I met them through John. Yeah. They great here of course Hogan's and uh, uh, so I guess we met then yeah I don't Jim remember knew. all the details yeah we, <laughs> I,
1: I had met Jim through I used to play in a session with Jackie Daly and Tully's and Kinvara and Jim used to come into that when he was over in the winter time
0: this is an hour session yeah
1: yeah and uh Jim knew that I was a fan of John's music and um yeah, so when when I I got invited very Hogan, kindly you come to that up to party, Hogan,
2: Hogan's, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, myself and John Faulkner. I think I remember we went in and yeah. Jim introduced us, and uh, we played music there and then at
0: that party. Did, yeah. His songs, yeah. you played his songs.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He he wasn't playing trad.
1: No, 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 no. We we played songs. Yeah, and uh, it became clear when 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 we were playing it became clear that I knew the songs because I was kind of singing on the choruses and, <laughs> and wow, playing on the guitar. Pretty, and he, he turned around to me and he said, I think we're going to get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And how was it for you to sit with this man and play in his music in uh, Kinvara? Uh,
2: well,
1: uh, I was I was aware of how how privile- privileged I was, I guess. But I mean... Once I got to know, and we got to know each other very quickly. We became friends pretty fast. Um, I found him very comfortable to to be with, and uh, I didn't, I, you know that that barrier was gone pretty soon. You know the way yeah. they say you shouldn't really meet your hero ear or whatever. But um, to me, it felt as if I knew him already through his music because he his personality was was very clear through his music so if like i really did feel like i already knew him if you know what i mean so from that point of view it was you know it was just sitting and playing music with a friend if you know what i mean so yeah
2: and how do you two know each other uh just that way i mean i guess we met at tully's i don't really remember
1: well jim used to spend the winters here yeah i did back then so in Ballendurian. Ballendurian.
2: and and so I just would go up to Canvara and sessions and whatnot, and uh, there, Paul was always around there, and then we just got to know each other. It's very simple.
0: <laughs> and Jim, what brought you to Ireland?
2: Then? Well, my gr- my grandfather's from Barna, and uh, and his my great grandfather is buried on the Barna pier, and uh, I started coming. Uh, I first came to Ireland in 64, just for three weeks, but uh, that, then I thought, oh, I'll be back there any day now, and then I never did get back until about 1980, and then I, once I started coming back around then, I was in Nashville by that point, and uh, I first came here with uh, Don Everly and um, Philip Donnelly, we came to Sligo uh, to play the ballast and uh that was we had a band at the time called the Dead Cowboys, and this was after we'd done a tour in Europe and England, uh, and just Philip and Don and I came over. We called ourselves the Dead Cowboy Campfire Trio. <laughs> <laughs> we played at the Air and played at the venue up there in Sligo that Lofty Flynn had, and uh, so uh, and then once I just started coming here pretty frequently and there was a bit of a little bit back and forth between Nashville and, and Ireland, Maura O'Connell, PJ Curtis brought Maura O'Connell over to Nashville to make her first record. And I played on that and Philip Donnelly did too. And, um, so, and got to meet at, at Sligo. I met Donald Lenny and Liam O'Flynn, all the, the at that time. I just met everybody, Philip King and, uh, It just worked out terrific for me. And then my wife, her mother was Deanna Hamilton, who came and collected the Clancy Brothers, started the Clancy Brothers. And so she'd been coming here since she was a little girl. And so when both of us reconnected in our lives and were looking to make a life together... I came up with this crazy idea that maybe Ireland would be the place, and it turned out to be the right idea. <laughs> Very good idea. So you said your great-grandfathers in my, my my grandfather came from Barna and went to America. Yeah. So I have my citizenship for that. I'm an Irish citizen. But your great-grandfather is buried He's, in the pier. Yes, he is, Pat Flaherty. And is there a, a monument or anything? Or oh, yeah, a a nice big cross there. Oh, wonderful, Patrick Flaherty. Uh-huh. And, uh huh, and. Anyway, so I feel very much at home here. Yeah, and um, John's wife Fiona's from here, of course. And then I think John felt very much at home here. You know, Iron is such a place for uh, songs and singers and writers, and it, it, they people here just love John Prine uh, and it, like his whole approach to life and. Uh, uh, it, it, it it just works perfectly, you know. Jim, you've you've been a few, around a few corners,
0: yeah. So uh, yeah. you and you've traveled from Nashville to Ireland quite a bit, yeah. You said there a moment ago that Irish people have got a knack of writing songs and lyrics and all the rest. Yeah. What do you put that, that down to?
2: Oh, uh, I think one of the elements is I believe uh, this is true of I think many oppressed people. When everything else is taken away from you, they can't take a song or they can't take a poem. They can't take it away from you. And it doesn't require any, at first it doesn't even require an instrument. And and, no baggage, nothing. If you have nothing, you have that. And I think that's a great uh, thing to have, gets you through life. And um, so i it's just the way it is here mm. it's very deep in the culture i think mm. it's mm. not a superficial item here it's deep all the young mm. people people old people they know tunes they know music is part of their life mm. and uh, i like to be around people like that that's yeah. <laughs> let's have another song yeah sure let's do uh i've been singing this lately um I did a concert in Nashville just two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I guess. And uh, uh, they're putting, since John passed, uh, in his memory, they have these You Got Gold concerts. And they have a foundation called Hello in Their Foundation. Uh, raise money for that. And uh, so I did a concert there the other night uh, and I got a chance to play with Tommy and He's my godchild, actually, but I never played with him. And uh, that, was, uh, that was really nice. And um, we used to go fishing up in um, Arkansas. Um, John's brother Dave, who just passed away, uh, he used, took John up there to hear the music and also hear, go fishing. And um, John loved that place. And we used to go up there every year and go fishing and play songs and hear the local music too. Uh, great Traditional music up there in that part of Arkansas, the mountains. So Jimmy Driftwood is from there, wrote the Ballad of New Orleans and Tennessee Stud, a great songwriter. He was a school teacher there. At any rate, uh, we always had great times there, and we took some of John's ashes up there, and this is what we were singing. I've been thinking lately about the people I meet About the car wash on the corner and the hole in the street How oh, my ankles hurt with shoes on my feet And I wonder if i live to see tomorrow Father forgive us for what we must do You forgive us, we'll forgive you We'll forgive each other till we all turn blue And we'll whistle and go fishing in heaven i was in the army but i never dug a trench i busted my knuckles on a monkey wrench and then i go to town and drink and give the girls a pinch but i don't think they ever even noticed me father forgive us for what we must do you forgive us we'll forgive you we'll forgive each other till we both turn blue and we'll whistle and go fishing in heaven fish and whistle whistle and fish Eat everything that they put on your dish And when we get through, we'll make a big wish That we we'll never have to do this again Again, again On my very first job I said thank you and please They made me scrub a parking lot down on my knees And then I got fired for being scared of bees And they only paid me fifty cents an hour Father forgive us for what we must do You forgive us, we'll forgive you We'll forgive each other till we both turn blue And we'll whistle and go fishing in heaven Fish and whistle, whistle and fish Eat everything that they put on your dish When we get through, we'll make a big wish That we never have to do this again Again, again Oh, Father, forgive us for What we must do, you forgive us We'll forgive you, we'll forgive each other Till we both turn blue And we'll whistle and go fishing in hell. Whistling, go fishing in heaven Whistling, go fishing in heaven
0: <laughs> Great stuff So, I'm intrigued by what you said about his ashes um, I'm a big David Bowie fan And I know that his ashes are in Bali So, next time we go to Bali I'll be tipping my hat to him Where else is John Prine? What a, what a, Where else is he? Where did he spread his actions Be beyond the Arkansas?
2: Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I think at the Rochester Dam that mm-hmm. uh, uh, he River. sings about in uh, Paradise. And uh, I, uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, but a bunch of us went over to the White River in Arkansas. Uh, Roger Cook and Keith Sykes and, you know, some of his good friends and... Uh, and we had a good time over there. <laughs> we have never had a bad time there. And uh, we had a good time that time, and we get them, We threw him in the river with some roses, and down he went.
0: And uh, is any of them here in Ireland? Huh? Is any of them here? Oh, in I Ir- have no
2: idea. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, I but I, I, I don't some. know.
0: I think Fiona kept
1: some, to Yeah. But, uh, Sorry, what's that, Paul? I think Fiona may have kept some to to bring over. Oh, good, I'm good. I'm not
0: sure. So, what's your favourite memory of John?
2: Oh, Jesus, I couldn't even begin. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, They're all good.
0: Share share some.
2: I, I don't know, you know. Well, I'll tell you one. We had a... Um, you know we started in spite of ourselves that record we, we he had this it started with Iris Dement. he he just loved singing with Iris they were she was coming and opening his shows and they would sing a few songs together and he come back for one of those tours he said oh we got to do uh, we should do some duets with Iris and then then one thing led to another and we came up with this idea all these women singers that he liked uh, and we made a list and we started that's, so that became uh, the record called, in spite of it, but we didn't have a title at the time. And we recorded a couple songs with Iris. We recorded a couple songs with Mel- Melba Montgomery, great, we must have been out of our minds. And we did uh, Connie Smith, Loose Talk. And we. so we were off to a really good start with this record. Felt really good about it. And then John came back from a tour. He had a thing on his neck, it all turned out to be cancer, and uh, and it just we we just didn't know if we were going to ever finish that record, because he had to have uh, radiation on his neck, and um, so he couldn't speak. Then he got his voice back a little bit. So by this point, that summer, that was in February, I think he had his treatment, and that summer they rented a house in Salt Hill here and spent the summer good part of the summer here and I came over I was working with Sean Keene by this point and we had an album to come out and we were going to launch the album so I came over in July and John was in Salt Hill so Fiona went up to Donegal for a couple of days to visit her mother and um, John was on his own so our dear friend Richard Hackett and myself went over to John's and uh, just like this, we sat down and got a couple of guitars and might have had a little vodka and just um, started strumming. And he could. by this time, he could talk. He always had a kind of gravelly voice, low voice anyway. So he could talk. And he couldn't talk loud, but he could talk. And, and he was starting to sing. But sometimes when he opened his mouth, nothing would come out. It was kind of disconcerting but we were having a good time and we had a good time and the next day we were walking around in Galway he said it's going to come back the voice is going to come back so that fall he got a job in a movie called dear um daddy dear, and them your uh, daddy and them yeah and and it was a good job because he didn't have to say much and and he got paid and it helped pay the bills, the cancer bills. And, and I was back here, and and I went ho- went over for Christmas, and I was in his car. He said, here, listen to this. Put puts a cassette in. It was him and Iris st- singing In Spite of Ourselves. I had nothing to do with it. it, it, it was, he, They asked him if he could write a song for that movie, it was about his dysfunctional family, and uh, he wrote that song. And then they said, "Well, who are you going to get to do it?" Do it with. And, uh, and people were thinking of stars that they could get, and no star wanted to touch that song. And he called up Iris to bed, he, and Iris called him back. "You really want me to do this?" He said, "Oh, I had you in mind all the way, Iris." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when I heard that. Cassette in the car, I I was crying, I was laughing. It was I said, "You got your back, you're singing. We got the title of our album, <laughs> and now we're back in business."
6: She don't like her eggs all runny. She thinks crossing her legs is funny. She looks down and knows that money. She gets it on like the Easter bunny. She's my baby. I'm her honey. I'm never gonna let her go
4: He ain't got laid in a month of Sundays Caught him once and he was sniffing my undies He ain't too sharp but he gets things done Drinks his beer like it's oxygen but he's my baby and I'm his honey Never gonna let him go
6: In spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spike Our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts Dancing in our eyes She thinks all my jokes are corny Convict movies make her horny She likes ketchup on her scrambled eggs Swears like a sailor when she shaves her legs She takes a lickin' and keeps on ticking. I'm never gonna let her go
4: He's got more balls than a big brass monkey He's a whacked out weirdo and a love bug junkie Sly as a fox, crazy as a loon
6: There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. In spite of ourselves, we'll end up a sitting on a rainbow. Against all odds, honey, we're the big door prize. But we're gonna spike our noses right off of our faces. There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes in spite of ourselves.
2: It was just amazing. So the first thing we did when we got back in business was come back over here and get Dolores Kane to sing a couple songs with him.
0: And his voice had dropped. Was it a tone or something? Well,
2: it was a little bit, yeah. He had to change keys to some of the songs he was singing, but it wasn't. He was singing fine. And we—I yeah. mean—he carried on for the next twenty years mm. uh, after that, you know. Uh, and
1: you can it, hear how fragile his voice was on that record. Oh, you, you can know, compared yes. to how it was later, but yeah,
2: yeah. but uh, but it was it was amazing. So really, that was the best one of the best one of the very best days of my life. Uh, hearing that in that car
0: was that your first time hearing that song?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and he was so. John was the type of person who could keep that a secret from you.
2: No, I was not around. I was okay. in Ireland. Okay, and he had just done it, hmm. and uh, I was, I think, one of the first people to hear it. And uh, no, <laughs> he,
1: I mean, he wouldn't have been so much keeping it a secret as keeping it as a surprise for Jim. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. It was. It was
0: just fantastic. You know? Yeah, I, I think surprise would have been a yeah. better word for yeah, making yeah, abuse. Yeah, yeah. And Paul, um, what's your favourite memory of John? Uh,
1: well, that's a really hard question because I mean, like I say, there are so many.
0: Um,
1: I think I think the times I enjoyed most with him actually were for some reason driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We would always get into a conversation driving, uh, or you know, or into another, almost into another space. Um, He had a connection with with driving in cars as well. He loved cars. Um, And, you know, he put on, he would put on like, uh, you know, he used to love making up mixtapes and he would always want a cassette player in his car. Um, So... You know, he, he, it was all about you know driving and listening to music and
2: kind of whatever he, came whatever whatever into came, his head.
1: Yeah, something would trigger a yeah. trigger a memory, like either a song that on the radio or something we drove past, and it, then it would turn into a story about whatever you know memory had been triggered. Um, and he, you know, the, 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 those are probably the times I enjoyed most. Uh, as well as, you know, sitting and playing with, with them obviously. Um in Greens we had some really great nights there. Yeah. He loved he loved going in there to to play.
0: So um I, I knew that he was a male man and I know that he would be writing songs as he's walking around um how, how, what was his go to method for capturing those moments? For capturing those ideas. <laughs> Did he have a dictaphone or he
1: had a yellow pad. Yeah, or sometimes he'd have a like a little post-it in his you know, a little post-it yeah. pack in his pocket and he'd have, Yeah. Right.
0: So so he'd rely on his memory for the melody, but he'd write the lyrics down.
2: Um Yeah, was, he was he was always writing something down. He'd have big 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 letters. Mm. And uh and then I think he just like to strum the melodies. I don't think he thought a lot about that mm. uh, and uh, let the words come out, and then he'd figure it out, you know. Uh, his songs are pretty simple to play and not complicated. Mm. The lyrics, however... Yeah, you some of them are tra- tongue twisters. start <laughs> trying to learn those lyrics, and uh, it's amazing. When you go to his concerts, it, uh, the audience knows every lyric he sings, and I've tried to learn a few, and boy, they're not... Quite as easy as you think. Hmm. They're deceptively simple, and uh, and but you you know, made a scrub a parking lot down on my knees. Say that fast thirty times.
0: (laughs) I I saw him perform in London, and he said after playing um, "Speed of Silent Loneliness," he said, "Here's the same song except longer." Yeah, (laughs) and I thought that's very clever. So I went home and I wrote a song. Yeah, I finished it. 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not as simple as No, 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 Mm -hmm. no.
2: And it was always, stuff was always kind of stewing around in his head. He's always thinking in. He's just one of those guys who's always aware. He he, he just, uh, he could hear stuff or he could read stuff. It would stick in there and stay in there for a long time and then show up. In some other place. Hmm. That's the way he was, you know. And then it was a real gift, I think. Mm-hmm.
5: You come home late and you come home early You come home big when you're feeling small You come home straight and you come home curly Sometimes you don't come home at all When the world's come over you What in heaven's name have you done You've broken the speed of the sound of loneliness You're out there running just to be on the run I got a heart that burns with a fever And I got a worried and a jealous man How can a love that will last forever Get left so far behind When the world's come over you And what in heaven's name have you done? You've broken the speed of the sound of loneliness. You're out there running just to be on the run. Chris. A man in and a dreadful sorrow. Let's cross the evil line today. How can you ask about tomorrow when we ain't got one word to say? What when the words come over you. Me? What in heaven's name have you done? You've broken the speed of the sound of loneliness You're out there running just to be on the run You're out there running just to be on the run You're out there running just to be on the run run.
2: These words that we go in and out of us every day of our lives, and he makes something out of them. A dream catcher. You know, mm. That's and it, it it's, it's as I say it's deceptively simple, but he the way he puts songs together is makes them singable uh, and memorable. Uh, you can go to those concerts and and even a like a sad song, like Sam Stone. Uh, you know, there's a hole in daddy's arm to where all the money goes. You can sing that. And it's almost a happy song that way, but the, it gets that song into inside you, and it never leaves. It, I mean, these songs of his stay with people, uh, and I think that's the real gift there. It's just... It's a, but he listened to a lot of country music and a lot of country music. The old country music was like that too, full of people like Hank Williams. They wrote endless songs that you would never forget, but they weren't complicated. Or oh, the Carter Family. All and he loved all that material. He soaked that material up. He had that all inside him, and and. I had a lot of that music in me too, and and it's 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 just one of those things that stays with you. And that, that's he's a, in my way. He's a very traditional artist uh, because his music is very grounded in tradition, mm. uh, and um, and I like that. You know, I think that makes it enduring. It, it, it's not going to disappear overnight. You know. Mm-hmm. it's not a flash in the pan absolutely yeah gentlemen
0: i've loved our time together however oh, yeah. i'm looking at Thank the you. clock yeah. and yeah. uh yeah, yeah i think we've got time for one more song if you yeah. guys have
2: yeah well a song i'll just sing this one if you don't mind uh he wrote it with two other people and um one of them was roger cook he roger roger came from england bristol england and he it was a hit songwriter before he came to Nashville. He was, uh, you know, a long, tall woman in a cool black dress. He wrote, You Got Your Troubles, I Got Mine. Uh, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing in Simple Harmony. Real good songwriter and great songwriter. And Sandy Mason, who wrote When I Dream and uh, and uh, uh, several other songs, that's the best song. And at any rate, They wrote songs together, and this is the one. We sang this at John and Fiona's wedding. It's called Only Love, and uh, for some reason, this song has come back to me in recent years, and I think it's a song that people can use. You may live alone and close your eyes. Some folks do. You may dream a dream that's twice your size All night through But when the morning comes Who do you tell your dream to? Only you Only love, love, only, only love Will Only love, love, only, only love Comes true Nothing else, you see, there's nothing else Only love, only love I have known a love within my heart One or two Where one love would end And one would start I never knew If love should come your way You'll learn to say I love you I love you Only love, love, only, only love Well. Only love, love, only, only love Comes true Nothing else, you see, there's nothing else Only love, only love, only the truth this has been a solito media original podcast and production